say? He said, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, then who is him? If the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead, the God who raised Christ Jesus from the dead because of the spirit in you, shall do what? Also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. The word quicken is to cause to come alive. The word quicken is to cause to renew, to be made new, to make it fresh. Not to allow it to age or decay. The word quicken is to hasten time. To bring you to an era where you are crossed beyond the natural operations. Please, does the Holy Ghost live in us? But do you know he's just there? We don't, there's nothing we are doing with him. Oh. Many of us don't even know he's there. I know you will say, <laughs> I agree he's there. Eh, but you don't really, really know he's there. Because when they tell you the Holy Ghost lives in you, you cannot even register it. How, how can he, what's living in me? The devil has so blinded our eyes that many don't really see the dimensions of it. He doesn't want you to see an eye to see it. That God can do beyond our wildest imagination. That's why he will say, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. Meaning even if it's by thought or imagination, entered into the heart of man, which God has prepared for those who love him. The human concepts of calculating this can't even capture it. But it says these things are only capturable by the spirit. That means that the Holy Ghost in us is to take us to dimensions of God's possibilities. So that when you are thinking of what can be, you don't think about it from the dimension of your physical senses or what happens around men. He can renew your flesh. You didn't see it in scripture. There are so many scriptures but we don't pay attention. The man had leprosy. Which man was that? Naman, the general of the Syrian army. He was leprous. And when you have leprosy, it leaves marks all over your body. It begins to affect you. It was an advanced stage. That was why the servant also noticed. And the Bible says, when Naaman went to where? He went to Israel to look for who? The prophet. And when he got to see the prophet, the prophet told him, go and wash in the river, uh, 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 the river Jordan. Go and wash. And he didn't come out to greet him. He thought when he arrived, and the man would rush out. Oh, thou, he thought the, 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 the prophet didn't have time for all that. Just go and wash, you'll be okay. He went back. This has nothing to do with the structures of this earth and the people we consider in high authority as the ones. That's not how God operates. That's why Jesus said, don't chase these children away. No, 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 leave them. For their angels constantly behold the face of my father. Everybody in God is important. It has nothing to do with your title. And everybody in God has access to all of God if they are willing to give him all of themselves. And so he goes back angry and the servant says, what does it cost you? You have already got in there. Drop your pride. Leave all these things. No healing you are looking for. Go there. And he goes back, the prophet does not change his instruction. And incidentally, you know why he was saying that? The Nile wasn't a clean river. Sorry, Jordan. Jordan wasn't a clean river. Now that is poured in. So it was like, ah, we have better, we have what? Better rivers. Let me say it in our own local. We, we get better river for, for our village. Which kind of momo that he will be this? We have beautiful rivers. Why come here? Well, he goes. 
The Bible says he enters into the Nile by instruction. He was supposed to enter and come out what seven times. And when he comes out on the seventh time, the Bible says his skin. His skin was altered completely like the skin of what? A baby. Scriptures say that deliberately. His skin became new and fresh like a baby. Those are not jokes. It's to tell you the kind of renewal that God can do. He can do it for your body. He can do it for your spirit. He can do it for your mind. He can do it concerning all that surrounds you. The challenge is to stop thinking like just an ordinary person, a mere man. You are not accessing the dimension of God. You are only thinking of food. Please, there's so much more than that. How did God feed them for 40 years in the wilderness? Suspending time, altering time, manipulating time. I am not telling you to go around and bring you a new doctrine. I'm telling you that there are realms of God you must desire. Because the way things are happening now, you have missiles that they, 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 they shoot at you. You don't even know it's coming. You have warfare now that nobody needs to come and stand with God in front of you. You didn't see what is coming. The person is dead. And have those things been operating before? Maybe with the, it, was, it has been operating in Africa. Maybe not by science. It has been operating in different dimensions and realms. Not only Africa. Those who contacted some... some we, the only way we knew about them was demonic things. But God has, has the authentic dimension of operation of power. Everything the devil does is an imitation. It's just, it's just a, a falsification of the real thing. Let's not get caught up. Let's follow God so that the devil will not deceive us. And we think that that's where the power is. There are unctions, there are realms. There's an understanding of God you have that whatever the devil does doesn't shift you. Because you understand him. As I was listening to those testimonies, some of the ways they were crafted tells me you know God. Tells me you have, you have had encounters with God. When you have encounters with God, nobody plays you. Nobody deceives you. You understand it. When you have had encounters with God, irrespective of the storms, it doesn't shift you back and forth. You are not tossed to and fro. Because there are, the devil is looking for everything to manipulate you and tell you how God is not at work in you. Come on, are you still here? He will always point something physical to you. Sometimes he won't tell you, see your God. No, he will just show you this is not working. And keep your mind there. And after a while he will tell you, it's not God you are trusting. There are other ways to get this thing there. You're wasting your time. That is why we must press forth. And enter into dimensions of God's possibility. I just introduced you to one. Get a, cons a complete knowing, understanding. Keep working to know the operation of the Holy Ghost inside of you. He is not there just to be there that he is there. We claim we are. No. He is there. He is to teach us, to show us, to reveal to us. Those scriptures Jesus was talking was not a joke. He can tell you and show you of things to come. I'm not talking about the prophetic office. You see, we have so... God help pastors. We have so made it look as if we are the only ones who have access to those. It's not true. We make it look as if we are the only ones who can move things. Every believer. We are a, we are, we are a community. We are a colony. We are a kingdom of kings and priests. All of us. That's what God did unique, different from the kingdom of darkness. Where they are in subjugation. For us, we operate at that frequency. That's why when he raised up Christ, we are seated together with him. He keeps wanting to tell you where you sit, where you, where you are at. You are not ordinary, but you must seek to know. 
The Holy Ghost kept on working with them. It was the same Holy Ghost. When we teach on acceleration, the same Holy Ghost that came upon the prophet that he took him in the wrong. The same Holy Ghost that came upon Samson that he lifted up the city gate. The, city, the gate of the city. Massive, not this type of gate. Not, this, not the gate to your house. Imagine gate to your house. Somebody carry it. Please. You know some people don't think. We don't read scripture and they don't pass it. When the same Samson carried the city gate. City gate. What you do is that you ask yourself, okay, if I'm to carry the gate of my house, can I carry the gate of my house? Those are things you ask yourself, can I carry the gate of my house? And then carry it and run. Please settle down. And run. If you cannot carry the gate of your house, if we carry the gate of this church and put on top of you, in, a, in fact, you will hardly last. What will be hearing shouting? There were no... Um, there were no gym to do gym and exercise and instructors of exercise so that something will develop muscles. The Bible kept telling us that when the Spirit of God comes upon him, when the Spirit of God comes upon him. So it was not a function of any physical exertion. He took the gate of the city, not the house, and ran up the hill with it. Not down the hill. See, when scriptures tell you things, the scripture wants you to create an, a, a picture of that reality. To tell you, to tell you what you are what you are capable of by the Spirit of God. He didn't put his spirit in us just for a show, it's to show us the dimensions of possibilities we have. He comes back and defeats a thousand soldiers. With a jawbone of an of an, an ass. Simple. A donkey's jawbone. You know donkey. Those of you have seen, if you have seen donkey before. If you have not seen donkey, okay, just use horse. The jawbone of a horse. I grew up in the north, so I used to see donkeys every day. The jawbone. Not the whole head. The, just the this mouth area of the and use it to destroy. Sorry, one thousand soldiers. Not a gun, spear, knife. Why do you think they were doing? Say they are men of old. You know that's why we just we just end it like that. Oh, the men of old are stronger than us. See, we we miss God, oh. and God wants us to experience things because this era is much more for it. Because the things coming at us in this era, the men of old can't try it if it's men of old matter. They will finish them one day if it's men of old issue. But there's a spirit at work in us that God wants us to recognize and be able to partner with to do great things. You say they have money. Which money do they have? Till now, nobody can qualify or quantify with the money the money Solomon had. And it's because God said it. See, I'm just trying to tell you so that as you live your life as a believer, Know that you are born again. Know it. Be sure that you are truly saved. And then know what it means to be born again. I'm not here to talk to you about your failings and your up and down. That's not what I'm talking to you about. God will help you. God will help us on this journey. But I want you to recognize first of all who God has made you. When you settle that, then the journey of walking according to what he has determined and dictated will follow. If you don't identify who you are, you will fall every time. You must know who you are. That's what keeps you standing.
that's what keeps you where other people will wonder how did you stand? He said, even me, I don't know. Because there's a spirit in man. And the Almighty God gave it understanding. There's a quickening and a dimension that works in man that the devil cannot put together. He can't piece it together. He can't understand it. Even the angels couldn't understand it in the Old Testament. They said, what is man that that had mindful of him? They were wondering, why would God give this level of attention to mere man that they are seeing? And part of the reason is that most of men have not ever settled down to experience that which God has made available to them. We are in a dispensation of the Holy Ghost. Is somebody still with me? And if you don't know him, you are in trouble. was suspended time men manipulated time men altered their configurations they altered their outlooks they altered everything that concerned them because they had an engagement with God they were coming from the paradigm of covenant and the Holy Ghost was not living in them there was no seal as it were over that the seal was the blood of animals that was the seal they had excuse me but we are in a different dimension the seal that seals our covenant is the blood of Jesus. Ash, not just that. The Holy Ghost, God came to say, even if you don't see the blood, there is this, my spirit is in them. You are not ordinary. I know you did it yesterday, so what? That's not what determines what God has determined for you. But let me tell you, if you understand that, you cannot go through any day. There's no provision. Have you not been told? Say daily he loads us with benefit. I'm young and now I'm old. I've not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. There's a dimension you understand in God's possibilities. Somebody will live, even if it takes somebody living in Abuja, the person will leave Abuja to bring food to your house. But when we are being shot in our minds, Nigeria is arising. Nations suffer and don't make progress because some people's minds have been darkened. They can't see possibilities of goodness to everybody. They only see it within their own sphere. And may God remove those kind of men and women from the helm of affairs of this nation. As we keep declaring it is settled, may God remove them, remove them, remove them in the name of Jesus. Know the Holy Ghost. Every story we want to tell you of the operation of God's power is connected to the manifestation of the Spirit of God. Every story we need to tell you. And until you recognize that he's there, he will not show up as he should. When the Holy Ghost begins to operate in your life, there's a, life, a lifestyle modification, I'm telling you. <laughs> Mama is always telling me that. As you are, as you are growing older now, I say, stop, not growing older anywhere. But you see, if you like, you can tell yourself anything. This body will grow older. Huh? You can by the word of God or by whatever renew it. Yes. So she tell me, change lifetime modification. You cannot continue with. Do I need to tell you what I don't? I shouldn't continue with. Huh? Oh, it's left to you. Don't advertise for anybody. Say you cannot continue like this. It's not only cocoa. It's just cook, you know. She knows other things that is not cook. <laughs> You can't continue with this. You can't continue with that. I hear you. When the Holy Ghost is operation in your life, there's a lifestyle modification. I'm telling you. There are things you won't accept. There are things that will not settle in your heart. There are things you will not go with. There are places you won't enter. You will just know. 
Then when you follow that process, it begins to build a strength inside of you that helps you to allow him to express himself fully through you. If he expresses himself fully through you and you have not altered that modification, you will die. No, seriously. Many of us, that's where I say many people don't really understand also the grace of God. He is living inside of you because of the grace of God. It's like what the scripture says, you want to pour new wine in old wineskin, it will enter initially. Oh, it will always enter. It will not refuse. But after a while, it will burst because it, the, new, the new wine expands. And Holy Ghost wants to express himself through us. But you see, thank God for the fact that he allows us to allow him willing. I mean, to allow him. He waits for us to be willing. Assuming he's just choosing to express it as he likes. Like wine. Wine doesn't take permission from the wine skin. That's what you advise beforehand. Wine will just be expanding. It doesn't care. If since, the people don't have sense, how will they put me inside the old wines when they know I must expand? But the Holy Ghost takes us piece by piece, stage by stage. That's why we should appreciate God every time. Because if God were to allow his full expression every time in our lives, but meanwhile, that is what he's looking for. When he says that the whole earth or creation is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God, you think it's a joke? He says creation is waiting for you and I. That's it. You know, when we hear these things, we don't go back and think, what does it really mean? The creation is not waiting for your governor. It's not waiting for your president. Except your president is the son of God. Is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. There are things that God wants you to come out with. That the world will look at. It may have existed before. But when you touch it, it, it enters a new dimension. And it's waiting for you. But if you don't recognize the place of the spirit of God, it can't even work. And that what will help you is lifestyle modification. Spiritual lifestyle modification. Many people are very disciplined when it needs to change their food. They cannot eat once in seven. They are not eating again. They are perfect. Too. They don't change it. While some other dissolved, I've seen people who measure, no, literally measure. The doctors will advise you that. And there's nothing wrong with that. They measure this ounce of beans. Of, they, they measure it. They do it diligently. But you see, when it comes to spiritual things, we take it for granted. I'm telling you, your work with God requires diligent measurement. A diligent paying attention to the salt you put into the soup of the spirit. Diligent attention to the type of meat you put there the oil. Every ingredient that makes it is so important so that you can have a healthy spiritual life. It's too important but many take it casually. This journey is not something to embark upon casually. I am not here to, to put pressure on anybody. I'm telling you that the wonderful thing with God is this. He didn't leave you to go through that by yourself. He says when Paul was complaining about the fact that there was a burden upon him that he couldn't bear, God told him, ah, you are forgotten. He said, my grace, which is available in you, is sufficient for you. God will never leave us to handle these things alone. That's why he says he will never allow us to be tempted beyond the measure which you can bear. Just allow the Holy Ghost. He will tell you the things that are just before you. He will tell you the seasons that are unfolding. He will take you on a walk and you will have confidence and boldness to enter into places where others will be afraid of. He will bring you before kings and you will have a word to speak. He will bring you before nobles and you will instruct them and counsel them. Even though you did not pass through the place where they have passed through, but you have passed through a different education. The education of the spirit supersedes whatever thing you have learned and known. But you must be willing. For 
for those who are willing and obedient are only them who will eat the good of the land. You must be willing. When the Bible says he stands upon your door and is knocking, and whoever opens it will come in and sup with them. It's not a, it's not a song for salvation. It's not a, a, a scripture for salvation. That scripture is for believers. He's knocking at your door. If you open it, he will come in and sup with you and you with him. Am I talking to somebody? There's a banquet table prepared, but are you allowing the Holy Ghost to lead you to the place? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Holy Ghost. But let me say this. The Holy Ghost is not interested in confirming anything that is not, that is not God's word or agrees with God's word. That is the dimension we get into that requires and shows you you can enter possibilities. If you can't, you cannot enter possibilities with the Holy Ghost without the word. Please hear me. You know, even people that talk about praying, you cannot pray effectively if, you, if the Holy Ghost is not involved and if the word is not involved. All you need is prayer. All these world world churches. <laughs> I laugh at your idiosyncrasy. I laugh at your ignorance. If you are truly a prayer person, if you are truly a prayer person, you give yourself to the Spirit of God and give yourself to the Word of God. Jesus Christ said it clearly. He said he's come to do what? To confirm all that he had come to do. And you know Jesus is the Word. He now went for that to say that the things which the Father gives to I'll, show, I'll give to him, he will show you. He is the one who interprets everything of the world. So if you are somebody who pushes the world to the back and want to generate power for action, you'll be in trouble. And the devil knows that and he knows that he will set a trap for you. Let me show you one scripture. I don't want to spend too long. We have communion. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. I trust, I trust is the scripture. Help me. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Thank you. You are not an ordinary person. Let me use our local. They're not supposed to take you play. I'm telling you. But now you they take yourself play. They fear everything. Meanwhile, the devil they fear you. I'm telling you the truth. The kingdom of darkness is afraid of light. And the Bible didn't say you belong to the kingdom of light alone. He said you are light. You will need to be reading the scripture, read the word well, and, and ask the waiting, what does this word really mean? Okay. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All of us have our work. And we'll do it diligently. Abby? Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. I'm sure you've read this scripture. I'm very sure of that. What does this say about the word? He said the word of God is quick. What does that word quick mean? Huh? Meaning that it is in the hurry. Is that what it is? That's not all. It's active, yes. Yeah, it's active. Can go quickly. But the word of God is alive. It has the ability to bring, to cause things to come alive. It's not just alive, but it has the ability to quicken, to cause things that seem to be dead to come alive. It has the ability to hasten your journey. It has the ability to dig deeper than the surface you are seeing. It has the ability to touch beyond the dimensions of the human physical possibilities. That's the word of 
Somebody has entered a new day. I pray you understand that. As a man of God many years ago, he used to teach a lot about the third day. The third day. I followed him a lot. I've not been listening to him for a while now. But I followed him then. Every time he's on TV, I must sit down and watch it. I was not even in Ibadan then. He's a man of God in this city. Teaching about the third day. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life. Please listen. Penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal, and, sorry, and the immortal spirit and joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature exposing and, and sifting analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purpose of our heart please let me say something to you the word of god carries capacity beyond the fact that you are just speaking word and you know about god based on the word the word of god is beyond okay uh, when i read what i know what god can do <laughs> the word of god is the very essence of god's manifestation and god's operation it contains in it Inside the word of God contains the mind of God in operation. See, you know somebody say, this is my mind on the matter. And your mind on the matter may not be what's operating. It's just your mind on the matter. But the word of God contains the mind of God in operation. The mind of God that is actively functional. Are you still with me? That's the mind of God. That's the word of God. And so when you focus on the word of God, you are engaging the mind of your creator that is operative, that, that has action, has ability for results has the ability for transformation. So the Bible says, go back there, please help me, uh, multimedia, sorry. Go back to the other section of it. For the word of God is quick and is powerful. It is quick and powerful. The word of God that is the mind of God that is operating is powerful enough to penetrate beyond nature. The very essence of your existence it can touch. And so by reason of that, it can bring something else that supersedes that into reality. Are you still hearing what I'm saying? That is why somebody who is blind, for example, it doesn't make sense, any natural sense, that a blind man, you lay hands upon the eyes, you command eyes to open and eyes open and the eyes, or when there's no socket, there's no eyeball, eyeball come there. You say, hey, hey stories, no. I prayed for somebody. That eye was not working. That eye was dead. It was literally sealed. That eye began to see. Not tomorrow, there and then. That's the word of God. And Jesus tells us that it is this same word that the Holy Ghost comes to confirm. So you understand now, he that carries the manifestation of the power of God in operation must walk in line with the mind of God in operation. All of them are active. And so when they combine together, remember when we are talking about the Spirit of God, we are talking about the Holy Ghost, we are talking about God, we are talking about Jesus. We are talking about the word of God, we are talking about Jesus. Amen. No, we're talking about God. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. But so, when you are going to deal with these matters of the Spirit, you don't separate them. Many times we compartmentalize God. We are the ones who really separate God. I'm telling you. We are the ones who make the unbelievers say we have three gods. We actually don't have. I mean actually in the real sense. 
So if you are ever going to walk with the Holy Ghost, you must walk with the Word. If not, you won't get the full manifestation of that. You will touch a measure. Even the measure you touch is because of the measure of the Word you know. And you cannot walk with the Word without the Holy Ghost because what causes the Word to come alive is the presence of the Spirit of God. Am I still with you? Somebody still with me? Now when you take the Word, it brings a quickening. It causes things to come alive. What was dead comes alive. How many of you have read the story of the valley of dry bones? How many of you have read that? Oh, just a few of you. Oh no. You need to go back and read scripture. Where is the valley of the dry bones? Ezekiel chapter what? 30, 38? Or 32? Ezekiel. Why I'm looking for not for my particular discourse this is, but I want you to go back and study it. In the valley of the dry bones, it was a pictorial representative as it were, a vision God showing the man of God and trying to bring his awareness to what God can do with a dead people, with a dead situation, with people who are demotivated, who could not do anything, who could not accomplish results. He used them, he used deadness to describe their situation. He didn't just say they were dead, they were dry bones. He didn't just say they were dry bones, their bones were scattered. Please listen to me. Such that, for example, there was a valley full of dry bones. If the head of the person is here, the leg will be at the other end of the valley. They are, the bones were scattered all over the place. So that in human context, that was a situation of impossibility. That it cannot be altered ever. So he brings him to that valley. Teaching him the dimensions of God. Many times we refuse to be educated in the spiritual things. We claim to know too much. Thank God for what you know. Many times some people, when, I, when, I, when we talk and I say, no, I don't, they feel, what are you not agreeing with? I hear. I don't know so much. I'm learning. You know, because you see, many times we measure everything based on what we see. It's much more than that. There must be a dimension of the spirit that has been settled in your heart, irrespective of what is physical. It doesn't change anything. So he takes him to show him God. To show him him God. Yeah. To show him a measure, a portion, a tiny infinitesimal portion of God's operation. An iotic, small, I'm trying to describe the smallest measure of God's power in operation. He takes him to a valley of dry bones where man's thought of possibilities have ended. Then he asks the prophet, shall this bone live? Era, keka. 37, and he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? Is God asking because he does not know? No! God always does that with us. To get your attention. And I answered, Oh Lord God. He, he chose to become spiritual here. He didn't just say, Oh Lord. He said, Oh Lord God. So that everybody will know it is the God of King of Kings, Lord of Lords I'm talking about. The Almighty. Oh Lord God, thou knowest. Please listen. Thou knowest is a cry that has been happening from generation to generations. Thou knowest shifts the responsibility of knowing to God. Thou knowest is simply telling God, it's not, it's not in my place to know. It is in your place alone to know. You are the one who knows those things. 
then it would have been actually wrong of God and rude of God to ask him if he had no possibility of knowing but God expected that by the work he has had with him and by the things he has read in compilations there are men who have worked with God in very strange situations so he should have an idea remember it is God with us it is God with him say can they live if I were him I didn't know I would have said well if it is you doing it it can live because the creator of all things started with nothing and things came into existence can they live thou knowest listen to me can your tomorrow be greater than today thou knowest that's not correct it's possible can you step into heights of greatness it is possible can God pick you from the family where there is nothing and put you upon the seat of kings and princes? It is not that thou knowest. It is possible. Can God set you among the instructors of nations? The answer is yes, it is possible. Can God bring you healing out of the midst of the sickness that the doctors have said is not possible? Listen to me. It is what? Possible for a change and a shift. That is why even though my heart desperately wants to give up on Nigeria, my heart wants to. I'm telling you the truth. I am tired of this nation and the, and the drama in this nation that makes no sense. But I know that if it is God I'm, at, I'm working with and if it is God that is at work, it is possible. Can the marriage be restored? It is possible. The child come back from the dead. It is possible. Can you get that job? That type of job they've told you you are not even qualified for. It is possible. Can you get that scholarship? I know you don't know anybody. <laughs> but it is possible. It is possible. Can you change your business? from just a few figures to eight figures to ten figures to twelve figures is it possible the answer is yes it is possible he gives us an understanding of what he wants he says with God all things are possible he tells you for him there is nothing like impossible on his journey all he's looking for are men who think like God and again he said unto me Prophesy upon this bone and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear ye the word of the Lord. Hear me! He didn't answer him. When he said, Thou knowest, he didn't say, Okay, you are correct. Mm -mm. He didn't say that. Instead, he turned back to the same man who thinks he's inadequate and says to him, Prophesy to this. Then he explains it to us so that we don't say prophecy is one word that God gave you in the spirit. Mm -mm. He says, Say this. Say this word. Get me verse 4 again. Say it, verse 4. And he said unto him, prophesy unto this boy and say unto them, say this to them. Say to them. Hear ye the word of God. We're back again. The spirit of God cannot walk without the presence of the word of God. So if you want to keep denying the time you need to spend and study the time you need to spend hearing God's word. I'm sorry there are possibilities you cannot enter. 
Life Sanctuary Assembly. I'm not limited by any of this, so I need you to deliver yourself from that. Because I am not. I saw a clip that they recorded one time, Multimedia did a clip. That I'm not, it, 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 uh, 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 just make sure you connect with this grace and stop limiting yourself by the things that you see. I'm not conditioned by this. I delivered myself many years ago, not now. Oh, God help me. Because you see, man can make you think you are limited because they measure you based on what they see. But they do not know the content that is on the inside. They have failed to recognize and they tell you, they tell you words that I know is just talk. They tell you greater is he that's in you. And then they still look at you and despise you. Then they, then, then they, are, they are actually talking rubbish. What are you despising? The greater one on my inside. You truly believe that the greatest God is on my inside and you despise me. Then you don't get it. Prophesy, say. Verse 5. Help me. Let's go quickly. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I have five minutes. I'll wrap it up. Don't worry. I have two minutes, actually. Thus said the Lord God, unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. It was not a thing of maybe. You know, he no, said, to these dry bones. Let's read quickly. I will explain. And you shall live. Verse 6. And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and ye shall know that the Lord, that, that I am the Lord. Listen, he talked about the word bringing muscles. He talked about the word bringing flesh. He talked about the word bringing skin. Please excuse me. I told you you can suspend many things by the word. Let me continue. Ah, there's so much I want to say to you. Verse 7. Verse on this Isaiah Ezekiel 37 is a loaded isakate, is a loaded civilization. Each verse is a dispensation of operation. You are not ordinary. I've been saying this. Don't carry yourself and go there because you live in one room, face me, whatever they call it. You think you think that and the university in a mansion is better. You don't get it. There are things you must push yourself, provoke yourself to enter into so that you can manifest the gods that he says you are. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. <laughs> and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. <laughs> Verse 38, help me. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews, the sinews and the flesh came upon them. And the skin covered them above. But there was no breath in them. It is never complete. <laughs> never complete. When the moving begins with the Spirit of God, you must recognize that the Spirit of God must be inside. There must be life on the inside. <laughs> See, God had already created for us a picture before we came. Yes. There was already a measure of work. And so we exist. But there is a need for an operation. And that new operation will require His Spirit in us. There must be breath. Oh, yes. Oh yes, by the tokens of creative ability and power, we can make things happen. But it is the flesh that will sustain it so that we don't go back to the same decadence. The spirit. Oh, the spirit will sustain it. And we don't go back to the same decadence, darkness and destruction. Then said I unto him, prophesy unto the wind. Uh-huh. 
unto the wind. Son of man, and said to the wind, Thus said the Lord God, Come from the four winds of breath and breathe upon this slain that they may live. Ten. Ten. Ah, thank you, Lord. So I prophesied as commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, and an exceeding great army. Let's stop there. There's so much more ahead of that. But listen to me. Before then, he said one thing about them that the bones were exceedingly dry. Just to describe to you a situation of human, impossi human impossibility. Please listen. There are things you need to do. There are things you need to accomplish. This is the part two of the message I was talking about on Thursday. Living in the reality of the spirit. You must live in the spirit. Because that's the only way you know fulfill the loss of the flesh. You must live in the spirit. And living in the dimension of the spirit requires that you understand the word of God and understand the spirit of God. Okay, understand Jesus and understand the Holy Ghost, if you like. If you understand those levels, there are things you will do. I'm telling you. Praying in tongues for hours. We are not using it to say we are more mature than any other person. But when the spirit of God takes over you, you will pray. Oh. You will not even know what's happening to you. Sometimes you won't even stop praying. You can't stop. The visions of this ministry that came to me were prompted by consistent daily leadings. Even when I don't want to go. I'm sorry, I don't encourage anybody for that. I missed some of my lectures for that. Although there were not many because it took me into the season where there was a strike. Early morning, I'm waking up and I'm on my way to the dam. It's, the journey is not close. She knows. It's not close from where we were staying. But I will find myself going there. And I'll be praying in tongues. I will even know when I get there. It's tiring to walk that journey and back. Even to go. And then I will sit by the water. Sometimes I'm there much earlier than other times. And I'll stay for hours till dusk. And then he began to open my eyes to see things. Um, hear me. Those were the seasons of the intensity of the spirit. The seasons of the urgency of the spirit. It was not because I wanted to show I'm a man of God. That was not it. Though. Because after that time, I want to go there. I don't, there's nothing moving me anywhere. I will talk to you about the urgency of the spirit next Sunday. Listen to me. Just listen to me. You are not one of those things that they just push around. You are a, a changer of history. You can alter everything happening in this world now. I'm serious with you. The Ukraine is fighting. Just wait. I mean, Russia. Just wait. The Christians should stay on the ice and keep praying. Please come and help. No, no, call. Should I just... Lord Jesus. Just for now. Now listen. 